Welcome to the Core Principles Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll enjoy this lively discussion of relevant topics, which we attempt to examine through the lens of unchanging objective truth. Here's the host of the Core Principles Podcast. Today on Core Principles, I am honored to welcome an American patriot. This is a man who has given and is still giving a lifetime of service to this nation. He uh, served in the Cold War as well as during the time of the peace dividend. He served in the global war on terror. He continues to serve the country today. He is a true expert in national security matters, formerly the Director of Cybersecurity Policy strategy and international affairs at the department of defense and he is a senior fellow at the center for security policy added to all of this he is an author and he's joining me on core principles today to talk about his phenomenal important new book called the nation will follow so i'm thankful to welcome to the program united states army colonel retired john mills how are you doing sir Hey, Clay, thank you uh, so much. It's an honor to be on your show. Well, it's an honor for me too, sir. And uh, I I served as well. I was in the Air Force. I know uh, subordinate command to you guys in the Army. I did learn uh, on my one deployment that when you talk about joint operations, joint is spelled A-R-M-Y. So, (laughs) hua. Oh, well, thank you, thank well, you. I'm I'm a I'm a purple guy. I'm I'm after senior service college. You now have to become joint qualified. So before I retired, uh, I went to what's called joint professional military education. So I'm qualified to speak all service languages. That's outstanding. Well, so for the sake of our audience, I'm going to uh, couch this in some terms that will be universally understood. But you and I both had this time in our lives when we lived by a code of conduct in which we sincerely declared that as American fighting men serving in the forces which guard our nation and our way of life, we were prepared to give our lives in their defense. But we also took an oath, sir, that uh, we declared that we would support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And that oath I consider lifelong. Uh, That's a commitment for all citizens, I believe, uh, who are serious about uh, preserving this nation. It extends beyond our time as members of the armed forces. And I can tell by reading your book that you still take that obligation, and surely that motivated you to write this book, The Nation Will Follow. Uh, Was this project which you call an action briefing rather than an information briefing, was this something that had Uh, been in your mind that you were pondering for a while, or was there a particular catalyst that motivated you to put this book out and put the work into writing it? Well, I think as uh, the war on Donald J. Trump by the deep state progressed, I left government uh, in uh, 2018, very early 2018, I realized I have got to get my story out there. Uh, I presented through Inspector General channels, both the Department of Defense, Department of Justice. Uh, nothing had happened uh, as the Durham investigation was stood up in 2019. Uh, I, I, I got in front of the Durham investigation, made multiple statements, had to update them as time went along and more facts came out, which corroborated my uh, situation and also revealed things that I didn't realize was even connected. So I had to update my statement statements. Um, so I had to get it out there. I had to get it out there. Uh, you know, the seminal event in the book is uh, the encounter on the A-ring. 
the encounter on the A-ring. And that's when I was in about July 2016, rushing to a meeting in the Pentagon. That's what you do in the, in the Pentagon is rush to meetings. And uh, I ran into somebody else rushing to a meeting. Uh, this person had been a uh, um, Bush appointee, uh, a good friend, a mentor. Had been very, uh, but we'd been close and learned a lot from him. I, I really appreciate him. And so, but this is the Obama era. So he's in the building as a appointee. Why is that? I don't know. I mean, he's, uh, uh, he was there to graybeard, you know, red team, oversee an event that was going on and provide his professional senior judgment. But uh, I just, it was just quick. We were both rushing. I said, hey, you know, you're going to support Trump at the convention coming up. And I didn't mean to bring up politics, but, you know, hey, he was, he was an active Republican, very active in politics. Um, and you know, I was originally not a Trump guy. I was a Cruz guy, but after I saw Donald J. Trump knock out 16 in a row, even though I'm dense, I kind of get it. Uh, yeah, this is the guy. Okay. 16 KOs in a row. This is my guy. So I said, you're going to support Trump at the convention, right? And his response changed everything. His response was, no, we see more opportunities with her. And right there and then I just about lunged and wanted to choke him. I got in his face. Who is we and what opportunities do you see? Right there, I knew Donald J. Trump was right. There was a deep state. There was a swamp. I was right in the middle of it. And here was, here was a stunning example of the Uniparty, the swamp. They couldn't care less about the American people. It was about uh, gathering largesse for themselves, selling out their party, saying one thing to the voters, gathering donations on the other hand. Um, so it's just right there, right then and there, I knew it was war. And I knew everything that Donald J. Trump had said was true. And uh, so there was a, a dinner in London. Uh, I'll get that in a moment. But that's really was the seminal moment that really I understood everything. Yes, and and you describe that uh, also in this great book, and and refer back to it uh, as needed as you progress through the the action briefing. Um, I would say, uh, if as I got out of it, the thesis of your book is that if we citizens will uh, will secure the things that our founders knew would give sustainable liberty a fighting chance at our own county level, then the nation will follow. And I'm going to ask you about some of the tasks that you would direct citizens towards doing. But first, I want to establish for the listeners the stakes. And I'm going to do this by quoting, uh, by your leave, Colonel, uh, something that you wrote at the end of the second part of this book. Quote, since 9-11, the national sense of unity that drew us all together is gone deliberately eroded and corroded by the tools that should be promoting its growth. And these tools are now actively sowing discord and division to prevent a collective awakening that has the power and potential to bring power back to we, the people, the true legacy of nine 11 is that the deep state recognized the power that we hold when we move as one and doubled down on their efforts to divide us, bringing us to where we are now. And recognizing this, that we are being deliberately pulled apart, 
has the potential to bring us back together and unite us against a common enemy, one that looks to enslave us all. So this entity that you call the deep state is definitely a formidable enemy and the stakes are liberty itself. So Colonel Mills, please help our listeners understand what is the deep state? We've all heard about it, but what is your understanding of what that really means? Well, there are three groups and four quarters. Um, so the three groups are the technocrats. These are the super experts. These are the ones that their 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 views and opinions are considered uh, sacrosanct, unquestionable, unquestioned, unchallengeable. These are the Dr. Fauci's that just kind of Dr. Fauci, who was the highest paid uh, bureaucrat uh, in the government. Uh, and cry, I didn't even realize how much he was paid, um, but now has a security detail. I thought only former presidents got security details. I, I don't even get this. How is this possible? It's the Fauci's. Okay, it's the bureaucrats. I was a bureaucrat. Most most of the deep staters are bureaucrats. They're beholden to growth of government. No matter what the question is, the answer is more government. And uh, these are the civil servants, uniform military, both take an oath of office. And, uh, you know, it's one of the things, there's 800,000 civilians just in the Department of Defense. A lot of people don't realize that uh, 800,000 civilians just in the Department of Defense. That's not the entire U.S. government. So the bureaucrats, uh, and they're just beholden uh, to growing government. And no matter what the question is, the answer is government. It's a good gig. It's a great gig. Good pay. Everybody else is suffering. You get great pay, though. Great pay benefits. And then it's the plutocrats, the plutocrats. And that, these are the people of great, uh, uh, great wealth. These are the Jeff Bezos, the Zuckerbergs, the uh, Elon Musks that uh, have created immense wealth. And I have nothing wrong with somebody creating immense wealth. Good for them. I don't really care. But they're using it to steer and shape and influence society. And this is where, and in book two, I'm going to get more in uh, war against the deep state out this fall. I'm going to get more into this, the foundations of the surveillance state, which I helped create, the marriage of big government and big tech, uh, and, what, and what could possibly go wrong. So those three groups, the four corners are, are big government, big tech, big finance and big academia so those three groups and four corners is what is our deep state but above them are the globalists and above them it's china wow all right well we can see this is a really formidable enemy and one of the tools that we citizens might have uh as we defend liberty against the globalist and the you know the world economic forum klaus schwab that caricature of a bond villain uh would be true relevant information and this is a bit of a long setup for a question i want to ask you sir but uh please bear with me i want to establish a little background for a relatively straightforward question about how we can get true relevant information um so the media actively suppresses information that highlights the unacceptable activities of people and groups within this deep state. Uh, they can do no wrong, apparently. Whatever they do, if it's, if it's bad, the media just will squish it. Uh, for some examples, Attorney General Merrick Garland is currently running a two-tiered Department of Justice. 
the first family has compromising uh, relationships, financial relationships with foreign powers that do not have our interest at heart. Um, and with topics like election security, the same group of people who shouted for years that the 2016 election was fraudulent now say that if anybody raises concern about 2020, that's subversive or worse. And so I want to ask you a question, Colonel Mills, that I also asked Molly Hemingway on this program. She's the editor-in-chief of The Federalist, and she wrote a book called Rigged about the 2020 election. Um, I asked her about how to stay informed, but to further emphasize the vital importance of your answer coming up for for our listeners, um, I want to share something with you and the listeners that Mrs. Hemingway published this morning, the 24th of July, 2023, at The Federalist. Uh, Her colleague, Margot Cleveland, reported about a vital development in the Joe Biden bribery scandal. Last week, listeners will know that Senator Chuck Grassley released this form called a FD-1023. It summarized information from a confidential human source that detailed how Joe and Hunter Biden both accepted $5 million apiece in bribes directly from the Ukrainian oil and gas company Burisma for the purpose of, quote, protecting Burisma from all kinds of problems, unquote. And today, the 24th of July, we learn that the Federal Bureau of Investigation knew and corroborated the relevant details about those traitorous crimes, at least by the summer of 2020. And the main media continues to tell citizens that Burisma and the Biden crimes have been debunked. It's just a pernicious lie. So in light of this kind of active suppression of relevant news, Colonel Mills, how can we concerned citizens best stay informed? Wow. Okay. So best stay informed. Uh, I think we should, uh, uh, one, we need to focus on a clean counter. So that's tactical. Okay. But as far as information, I, uh, my, my guidance from years ago still stands. I, I say seven sources a day of information to get a cross-sectioning, to to cooperate, to kind of get and see. Uh, I used to use the Drudge Report as the uh, as the place to get multiple sources of information. Drudge went wacko crazy in the 2020. I, we don't even know if Drudge is still alive. We don't even know if Matt Drudge is still alive. He's a very mercurial, uh, mysterious figure. So I now Drudge is one of my seven, but I'll go to uh, you know. Of course, I'm on the War Room. I listen to, uh, and, and I listen to Steve Bannon's War Room. That's a great source. Uh, you know, Revolver. Uh, we have, uh, um, but also you know, I still even though we're not happy at all with Fox News, I still sample Fox News. I still sample CNN. I sample New York Times. I sample the BBC. I sample uh, uh, the Daily Mail. In fact, Daily Mail out of England uh, has a lot better American reporting than a lot of most American places. I can't get that one, figure that one out. So I think it's important to really get a broad diversity um, uh, and, and kind of but kind of understand that, that, that many places kind of have a, uh, especially the legacy media ones, the ones that portray themselves as the sources of truth, um they have a narrative they have a narrative i mean 
Fox News, uh, which is in a state of essentially financial uh, paying from one pocket to another in their Dominion settlements through State Street Bank, which also has investments in Dominion, you know, uh, they clearly are a never Trumper organization. That's because of Paul Ryan and the CEO board, uh, CEO of the board. <clears throat> um, you, 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 so I take those with a grain of salt. Um, Drudge is clearly anti-Trump. Um, but I, I do think it's important to get a sampling of all because uh, it, it kind of tells you where people are going with their narrative. Now, you bring up the, the Burisma story, and I think this is very important because it's this, this now brings it out of the realm of feeling, opinion, assertion, emotion. We now have courtroom-level evidence of a crime by Hunter and his dad. So this is that I've always been careful. I mean, Schweitzer's book was awesome. Schweitzer's book documented in great detail the financial transactions. I thought it was incredible. But now we have courtroom level evidence, the FBI FD 1023s, the Department of Treasury suspicious activity reports. We have multiple whistleblowers now. A year ago, when I was first coming out with my story, um, you know, um, people say, well, this is awesome. Uh, this is this is horrible, but where's everybody else? And I go, just give it time, give it time. There will be more and more and more whistleblowers. And they, over this year, they've grown it immensely. But with uh, Ziegler and, and uh, uh, Shapley, the IRS agents, uh, you know, here again, courtroom level evidence. Um, so at this point in time, Smith, the prosecutor of Trump, is just a zealot and a, cr a crazy zealot. You know, this is a weaponization of our Department of Justice, but we also need to hit back and punch back. And I'm I'm uh, finalizing this week a federal filing with a very excellent group of lawyers because of Justice Dottie's release on July 4th saying, you know, this is in the Louisiana case against DHS CISA. There's no legal basis. You cannot target silence and censor american citizens u.s government you can't do this you cannot coordinate with social media and Mer what merrick garland did upon receipt of that ruling was he stood down the whole operation said you're right judge we're wrong we're going to stop everything i'm just kidding no he didn't stop he actually said he actually doubled down and said but they put in a uh, a motion to stay the judge's ruling and said hold on a second we need to coordinate with social media and in book two i was one of the people that really developed this relationship with social media at the time back in 2007 2008 what could possibly go wrong seemed like a good idea we're going to target foreign extremists islamic terrorists you know okay this is you know those who are out to kill americans seemed like a good idea at the time mass surveillance seemed like a good idea at the time you know but uh so judge Dottie's ruling uh is 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 absolutely critical in the counterattack against the deep state i'm going to use it in a federal filing very shortly here uh hopefully just like me coming out you know a year ago this will lower the foundation for many more lawsuits well we can't get the genie back in the bottle and a lot of uh, great protections have been weaponized against us that's true but we understand the reason that they were ever thought of in the first place. I, like I just watched this movie about J. Robert Oppenheimer, extraordinary movie. Uh, people will still debate, should we or shouldn't we have, but somebody was going to do it, and 
you know, go see that movie, uh, listeners. So it's really uh, worth it. It gets you inside the the thought process of should we do this? What are the consequences if we do? What are the consequences if we don't? But these kinds of things will always happen. And in the cyber world, uh, as you've highlighted, Colonel Mills, they've happened. And now our own government is misusing them. Um, well, you mentioned those uh, those four corners. Uh, and in the book, you call them the four corners of deceit, the, the big government, academia, tech, and finance. And it's a really powerful, daunting foe, overwhelming to us private citizens. And so this brings us to this obvious question about how can we defend liberty in such a way that the nation will follow? And you prescribe this approach that focuses on the county level. Would you please outline uh, some of how the citizens can work at their county levels to defend these core principles on which the nation is founded? Yeah, I call them the seven as I studied, because uh, I, I started studying elections in <clears throat> 2019 after the disastrous Virginia elections where we lost everything. It was totally, we went totally uh, blue after being dominant in Virginia for a number of years. And I said, I've got to understand what's going on here. We are not a blue county. Uh, we are not a blue state. But as I studied, you know, the commonality and the foundation of our constitutional republic is the 3,300 or so county and county equivalents. And our, our, that includes the eight territories. Um, that's the foundation of our entire election system and of our governance system, those 3,300 counties. And the crazies stole our country while we were too busy with God, family, and country, which is the right priority. But part of it, God's, God gives us in his holy book, Romans 13, we've got to be involved in government and governance okay we've got to be involved in these processes and people people you know many patriots when they think of liberty they think of our uniform military overseas raising the flag i think that's important that is an important aspect but the price of liberty is every american citizen taking time out of their busy schedule and going to these stupid, boring meetings at seven common centers of gravity for each one of these 3,300 counties. And that's, it's, these are the seven common functions across the entire nation at the county or county equivalent level. And that's election board, county council, school board, registrar, and judges, sheriffs, and prosecutors. You've got to adopt one of those, understand their role, read the state law on, on their role, ask reasoned questions, write reasoned letter, show up at the public forums, say something intelligent. And uh, you'll be amazed. Even people are up in a red county. I don't have to worry about this. We're a clean county. Oh, really? Really? How do you know that? You might be a lot redder than you think you are. <clears throat> you might be a county, just like my county, Prince William in, uh, in uh, Virginia, <clears throat> that used to be deep red. We just stopped part. We just, we just, you know, hey, we're good. We're fine. We're controlling everything. Don't have to worry about anything. And we gave away the farm uh, 2019, lost everything in the, in the entire state, uh, the House, the Senate, and uh, uh, we'd already lost the governorship. So Ladies and gentlemen, you've got to get involved. So 95% of the listeners need to spend 97% of their energy 
getting involved at the local level, showing up to these stupid, boring meetings and asking questions. And I, I've coached and mentored many, many of the counties across the nation, 800 of 3,300. And uh, I always get, I always say, oh, Ed, when was the last time you went to a county council meeting? Very, very rarely did people raise their hands. And those that did, I said, okay, so we got some we did. Okay, good, good. So uh, how many times have you gone? You know, once. Have anybody gone here more than once? Very few people raise their hands after that. So we got a very, very small group that, that attends regularly. And those who have attended, they said, I attended, nothing happened. They're just going to steal it anyway. Why should I waste my time? Okay, that's a real losing attitude. Uh, that does not build great nation. That did not build this nation. Uh, so I said, you've got you've to stay involved and go to these meetings and ask questions and ask questions read a lot most most patriots will say i can't do that i need a lawyer bad idea do not bring in a lawyer uh you'll you'll uh, die of old age or go broke getting a lawyer involved and come on the, the law the state laws are written in english you can read english you can read it and probably come up with a better interpretation uh than you than any self-proclaimed uh, lawyer uh that's a that's an election expert or whatever expert and you start asking reasoned questions, even in a clean county, people are going to start paying attention to going, ooh, wow, I actually haven't read the law on that in a while. I better go back and refresh my memory. I never trust anybody who says, oh, I know what the law says. And go, oh, really? Let's get it out right now. Let's read it. I've, I've had set to you with a number of GOP lawyers who wanted to sit here and argue with me over laws. And when you get out the law and read it, they totally, totally dead wrong cited the wrong law uh so so it's citizens you gotta do this you gotta spend time doing this i don't have the time for it well and you don't have time for constitutional america i guess well let's talk about uh, one of those seven the school boards um this is a bit chilling we have had and you mentioned in your book uh, the nation will follow that women have been the strongest leaders in this field uh going to these boards and talking to them and saying hey hands off my kids uh, don't be grooming them in the classroom with these uh, explicit things too explicit to even read at these boards but the uh, federal bureau of investigation chris ray and company have opened jackets on these citizens who go to the school board and said basically we now consider you a potential domestic terror threat and that is intended to be very chilling any suggestion colonel mills on what we might do in response to something like that well first don't be deterred do it anyway uh i think it's absolutely unlawful uh, i think you know uh the way the, the federal law enforcement and uh excuse me, uh, the intelligence community operate, it's, they operate off of named operations and they create those named operations based on the intelligence priority stack, which literally is a priority and triage list. And that stack can be rearranged. So if they're gonna be spending time on this, the school boards, that means they are not paying attention to China. The stack can be rearranged. I think they've rearranged it a bit because of the public pushback. But first of all, do not be scared or deterred by this at all. Anyway, this is absolutely unlawful use. Now, again, I point to Judge Dottie's decision, which again, which which was the trigger for, uh, at that point in time, my legal team said, we have enough. We have enough uh, evidence now. Uh, this was the key point with Judge Dottie's decision on July 4th. And it's just like, federal government, you can't be targeting and censoring 
American citizen. This is all part of that. Now, this is part of the this is the Gettysburg or high water of of, of their their attempt to take over our country. And I'm doing a major federal filing very shortly on this. And all Americans, do not be scared and turn. Keep on doing what you're doing and double down on it. Always, but be be thoughtful. Don't be violent. Uh, again, I we got to get better at letter writing. I've reviewed a lot of letters, and uh, we have a, we we got to got to get better at letter writing. That seems I'm going. You didn't actually mail that, did you? You haven't actually delivered that hat yet. And like, oh yeah, yeah, I sent it. I said, well, a first of all, if I was a government official, which I was for many years, uh, one, I totally ignore this. It's just it's unhinged. It's not based on fact. There's a lot of false assertions. Uh, and, and two, uh, some of these come across as a violent threat. So we're committed, we're, we're walking right into it, committing unforced errors. So we've got to get better at this. Got to get better at this. Uh, but you know, I was asked to give a statement at the, uh, uh, in February of this year in the Arizona House and Senate Joint Committee on Election Integrity. And the person after me, uh, 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 uh Jacqueline Brager, uh, brought up a number of things, which I was the next to last. I thought, uh, you know, Sonny Borelli, uh, Wendy Rogers, Liz Davis, I thought, you know, wow, you know, they, they liked it. Good, good statement on my part. But then Jacqueline stood up and said a lot of things like I'm going, wow. Uh, she sounded reasoned. She sounded uh, good. But I mean, she was essentially saying Hobbs, uh, Katie Hobbs of Arizona was involved in the fentanyl trafficking and uh, through money, money laundering and real estate. And, uh, but unfortunately, when it came down to it, she didn't have the, she did not have the receipt or the evidence. You know, you can't, you can't, the point of this story was you can't make criminal assertions against officials, uh, if you don't have the evidence. You could be charged with a false statement yourself. I mean, because if police, reinf- uh, police uh, resources are pivoted to investigate and you've made a, statement with no basis in fact i guess what you could be held accountable if you're aware you know people say you know this county council i don't like them they're stealing the election and they're a pedophile ring wow that's a pretty strong statement you better have facts to back that up uh uh so because otherwise you could be charged so that's what i'm saying ladies and gentlemen patriots be fact-based be reasoned and you will you will dominate short time you will dominate you'll be a force uh force of power that they will respect when you walk into the building here but uh just takes a little time but it doesn't take that long just start doing your homework reading reading state laws and get involved and make factual statements don't don't make wild statements with no basis in fact very wise counsel colonel mills thank you and i i wanted uh if we have time to ask you two more questions um that have fascinated me uh the second one is one I know that you can answer. Um, you talked about it in the audiobook version of The Nation Will Follow. Um, but uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a, before that just a little bit of a wild card kind of question because uh, of all the people I've encountered, you're the one who I think might have some insight into this. Uh, so you, you've talked about election integrity and the need for that very much, and we all saw in 2020 that they called time out in six counties and said uh leave all you uh observers and we won't do any more counting but they did more counting during the time out and changed the results of those six counties and the six states that they were in so uh 
we saw that and we're all like, this is not right. Uh, but immediately they're like, you can't talk about that. But in mid-December of 2020, the acting Secretary of Defense, Chris Miller, was introducing Vice President Mike Pence to a group. And he went off script in his introduction and said this, quote, I just want to personally thank you, Vice President Pence. We've been through some stuff and we've gone through some of the most complex military operations this country has ever conducted, end quote. And because Secretary Miller had only been in his role there uh, since about the time of the election of 2020, and it was now about six weeks later, I was really fascinated by his statement to Vice President Pence. But any of the speculation that I've entertained in my mind, I've never been able to back up with any facts. Do you have any insight, Colonel Mills? Do you remember that uh, when when Chris Miller said that? And do you have any idea what he was talking about with these most complex military operations in our history? Well, I hope he was talking about uh, getting Baghdadi and then Soleimani. I hope that's what he was talking about. And those were incredibly complex, sophisticated, and very successful operations. I'm hoping that's what he was talking about. Uh, I know Chris Miller a bit and uh, um, some of the other folks uh, that, that he's, he's, you know, but very supportive of Joe Kent in Washington. I'm a big fan of Joe Kent in Washington, my home state. Uh, I'm hoping he was not asserting uh, any involvement in election malfeasance. And I don't think a, a lot of people were kept on, you know, demanding. And they're the Q folks. And I love the Q folks. I love the Q folks. And I think they have a pretty high accuracy rating when you come down to it. But at the same time, got to keep one foot in reality. And everybody, I was invited to some of these Q meetings after the election. And people are, they kept on saying, wait for the plan. There's a fleet off of each coast. Delta Force just had a lightsaber duel with Gina Haspel and Frank, you know, in uh, Germany, and she's been arrested. And everybody, you know, Millie's been arrested. It's like, guys, 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 guys. I love you. I love the passion. You have a pretty high accuracy rating, but let's just keep a foot in reality here. So uh, um, I, I don't. I am just hoping he's talking about uh, Baghdadi and Soleimani because those were very complex operations and incredibly successful. Uh, I don't think the people would also say, should the military be arresting people because of the election? Absolutely not. I said, one, and this is before we realized wokeness was an issue. And I said, when I went to war college in 2009, I realized that was my first brush with wokeism in the military. So I'm at Carlisle Barracks in 2009. War college, the height of your professional education, but now there's the, the joint professional military education. And I realized, you know, because I was admonished and counseled, you know, that I wasn't using the right terms and the right expressions. So when people say the military needs to get involved, I said, you don't want the military involved. You, we don't, we don't know what's going on. Do you do not want the military involved? I said, also, there's actually no. This is the there is no legal basis for the government to get involved, uh, for the military to get involved in elections. Zero. Zero. Uh, well, there's treason. Uh, okay, you want to get technical here and you want to pull out the federal laws on treason. Sorry. Uh, very complex, very high bar. No. It doesn't amount to treason. So be careful about shouting about getting the military involved. And I even back then, before we knew 
you know, Millie was concerned with white rage. Uh, Do not want it. And there's no legal basis. And again, just like Judge Donnie, finally, we had a federal judge that slammed the federal government. There is no legal basis for what you're doing. I I didn't get through 30 plus years of of many more than 30 years of, of service and participation in many sensitive activities without getting charged or indicted. I always had to know my legal boundaries. I, I literally had to have the document that showed the legal basis for what I was doing. That was like document one in every one of my 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 uh, notebooks uh, that I, myself or my team would prepare for the whole operation. What is the legal basis for what we're doing? Got to have that. And the federal government's out of control. We got to we got to punch them down and brain them in and several agencies. We need to start all over with again. That's very valuable and wise counsel. And it reminds me that the Republicans at one time, not too far in the past, tried to put forth a, a simple bill that was going to say that every piece of legislation had to start with its constitutional basis. And I thought, well, that's very great and obvious, but it, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, the last question I would ask uh, Colonel Mills is that, uh, at least in the audiobook version of The Nation Will Follow, you expressed great confidence that President Donald Trump will return to office. And I wanted to ask you, what gives you that confidence? Well, polls uh, are not, you know, polls could change. They change usually in the last 90 days is the most important, but, uh, you know, he's clearly going to be the, uh, the Republican nominee. Um, the weaponization of by the Dems of, of the federal government, I think the more they do this, the more it will guarantee a return of Donald J. Trump. I mean, everybody sees through this. I mean, 84% of Americans, according to Rasmussen, believe there's a deep state. I tell you, uh, that's where the majority, let's start acting like it. And uh, um, so uh, I think it'll be a, a, an epic fight of, of, you know, never have we had a fight like this since the Civil War in America. But this is, we've got to take our country back. And every, you know, Americans see through this. They know what's going on. So ignore what Reuters or AP or CNN or Fox or the latest New York Times, who cares what they say? They're out of touch. They're going to spike the Biden, Biden uh, Hunter story. We're going to push on regardless, push on regardless. Um, and, and I think, oh, I mean, now, now it's fact. It's courtroom, courtroom level evidence. This is, this, we haven't seen anything like this from a U.S. president ever uh, in post-World War II America. I think, I think uh, we're now at the point. Biden's going to go down. Uh, Biden's going to go down. And no matter what they throw at Trump, he's just like an action figure. He only grows stronger. Mm. Well, I want to also shout out uh, thanks to my congressman, Jamie Comer, because uh, he's bringing some of this courtroom level evidence into the public record. So uh, thanks, Congressman Comer, for that. Yes. And uh, listeners, by this new book, The Nation Will Follow, by Colonel Retired John Mills. Uh, encourage others to buy it and study it and act on it. It is an action briefing. Uh, it's great information, but it's a call to action. And thank you so much, uh, Colonel John Mills, uh, for being my guest on Core Principles, and God bless you, sir. 
Clay, God bless you. It's an honor to be with you. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show. Great questions and great dialogue. Thank you. Core Principles Podcast is produced in Paducah, Kentucky by Real Productions. Music is by Late July, L-E-I-G-H-T July. You can find our music on all streaming services or at latejuly.com. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Core Principles Podcast. Please visit core.buzzsprout.com for more information. And please share with your friends. We look forward to visiting with you again on our next episode.